Welcome to the Embody Your Design podcast. I am your host, Amy May, 6'3 Emotional Manifesting Generator. I am obsessed with human design and mindset tools and using them to create a life beyond my wildest dreams. My goal with this podcast is to bring you human design and share stories around how you too can begin to embody your human design. What is talked about in this podcast are the thoughts and opinions of me and my guests. I'm always welcome to feedback should you have any. Thank you for being here and let's dive in as we embody our human design one conversation at a time. excited for this podcast interview with Robin. Uh, We connected through a uh, mutual connection because she co-authored a book and I've gotten so many of these co-authors on this podcast and they're all like so amazing and have such great insights into human design. So I'm so excited to have Robin here. Uh, Robin, do you want to introduce and share with the listeners what it is that you uh, do uh, in your life with human design? Sure. And thank you for having me, Amy. I, before I jump into me, I just want to acknowledge uh, that I feel like I'm sitting inside of a big heart when I sit with you. I feel, um, yeah, just a, a beautiful, a beautiful heart. So that's the space I'm speaking into. And I am a coach and a trainer of coaches, therapists, business owners who want to use human design in their business. I've written two books on human design for um, people, simple, well, I as simple as I could make it, as digestible, let me say that instead of simple, let me say digestible, um, understanding your clients through human design, the breakthrough technology, and understanding the centers in human design, the transformation, what did, what did I say there, um, from pain to possibility. So I'm, I'm committed to having people have this tool so that they can transform the world and touch people's lives and wake people up to who they are. And I loved, Amy, I just want to say this one thing. I was listening to your podcast, one of your podcasts this morning, and I loved how you were talking about, it's not about, these weren't exactly your words, but it's not about boxing people in. It's really about liberating people from the boxes. So I, um, I see human design as a, a path of awakening, a path of embodiment, you speak to that, and really that it's a, a transmission, that we tap into these, these charts, these, um, Richard Rudd recently called it a Buddha graph, you know, we, tra- we tap into these energies and we use inquiry to understand more deeply who we are. So that's my pith beginning. Yes, I I love that. And yeah, like I th- I think it was one of the most recent episodes that I recorded. It was totally in in a res- like that was my like generator response uh, to just some things that I was seeing on social media and questions I was getting about how human design they read their human design and they feel like so boxed in and limited and really it's this and I love how you like quoted Richard Rudd because I, I love him too. He's uh, amazing. And it's really all about like inquiry. It's really about, you know, asking these questions and contemplating and developing this like deep intimate relationship with who 
we are and who we are on an energetic level and how and how things work, which is something that I really love to like, you know, dive into and like figure things out. Like it's definitely in my energy to like want to figure out like the how and like analyze everything. And um, it's, it's really, I love like human design just for that uh, purpose. Um, Like how has learning like your human design changed your life? Well, let me just back up to the, my first reading, my first human design reading, which was in 2004. And in that session, I discovered I was a generator, which made sense to me, um, and that my wife was a projector. And it was really that, that polarity, that difference, that was the big aha in our lives because we had a fantastic relationship and we'd been together at that point I don't know 20 years we've been together 40 years now so uh, not quite 20 years but it it just made something made sense we were caught we'd been caught in a dynamic with each other where she felt like I was a workaholic I felt like she was lazy and I couldn't understand it I couldn't understand why she didn't have more energy why she liked being in bed longer she couldn't understand why when I woke up, I was ready to go <laughs> and I needed to get up. And so that, that initial understanding really transformed our relationship and, and continues to be an inquiry to this day of when am I not listening? When is she not asking me yes, no questions? You know, where we get tangled, we can use human design to realign our relationship and we keep learning more things about each other as we deepen into our understanding of ourselves through human design. So it's been, um, it's been, I think the relationship piece has been one of the biggest pieces. And then taking that into my work, because I was a psychotherapist when I was studying and learning human design, it totally transformed how I worked with people and what, how I understood people. Oh, I love that. And you brought up, you know, a really good point with that, like the yes, no questions. And when I learned about being a manifesting generator and that sacral response to like the yes, no. And uh, anytime now that someone asks me an open-ended question, I can communicate to them like, hey, like, can you give me a few options? And that way I can do my own like yes, no assessment. And we can come to like a decision or uh, like a solution like that much quicker than me just being confused and like blank thing. <laughs> um, which I, that's that's one of my favorite pieces and it's so simple. I think uh, so often we look at the human design chart. I, I remember the first time I looked at it, I was like, what is this? I don't, I don't get it. Uh, and when we can break it down into these simple little pieces that we can take home and apply, it just changes like everything. Um, Totally changes everything. And then you see it in the world, right? I see people being coached or therapists working with people and they're not, they're not asking generators. Yes, no questions because you're supposed to ask open-ended questions, right? 
or they're not asking open-ended questions to the projectors, manifestors, and reflectors. And it, it, it's a disaster. It's, it's a setup. If you don't, like if you're river rafting, you have to have the boat at the right angle before you go down a rapid or else you're going to hit it sideways, hit the wave sideways and flip. It's like the same thing. If we ask these questions, if we know how to set up the entry, it changes the, the, the experience of meeting the challenges that we face. Yes, I love that. Um, and it, it, there's a huge piece with, you know, this has come up before with like human design and like can help with your communication, can help with your, um, with your relationships and it can help in pretty much like any area of your life. And that's what I love about like being a manifesting generator and doing the work that I do within human design. It's like, it gives me so much freedom to like play around with, you know, when people, when people come to me with a problem, like, okay, let's look at your human design and how, how we can like work with your energy here to uh, come up with a solution. And um, I've always been like interested in like you know how the mind works and uh, like I've started to study like NLP and everything and so you know when you say like people are being trained to use those open-ended questions like I, I see that um, and really being able to like tap into no like here's how here's how people can hear here's how people can understand and really receive and really like dive into like what's going on like using human design for that can be like so helpful. Uh, and I'm just, I'm curious, like, so from that time that you got your first reading, how long did it take you to like decide to do human design um, as a part of your life's work? Yeah, well, a little like you, when I first saw that chart, it looked bonkers crazy. It was, it was almost like sci-fi to me. It was like, I did not, I could my brain could not decipher the symbols or the meaning. It was, and then the teachings were so way out there. Um, it, it felt um, unreachable. And at that point, you couldn't just plug in some numbers into the internet and get a chart, right? It was hard to get the charts and it's hard to get the information. It was, um, yeah, it didn't feel like there was access to it. So I had a different experience than you did with, um, in 2013, I, uh, Karen Curry Parker's, Karen Curry at that time, her book jumped off, it was just published, jumped off a friend's coffee table. I started reading it and the information just downloaded in me. It was like nectar. It was just like I understood it, I got it, it just entered into my stream. And that's when I started, and then, you know, through her, I could, I could run charts. That's when I started running charts of all my clients. And that's when my practice really started changing. So it became um, accessible. The information became easily accessible. And once I ran a client's chart, even if I'd seen them for years, I suddenly had a whole new world of insight into them. And I could see places where I had, how do I say this, like merged with a story, like say they're a projector and merged with a story that they were um, not seen as, you know, by their parents. Well, yeah, they have an open G, open throat. Oh, I mean, open, open, open. Yeah, you're not easily going to be seen. 
doesn't matter who that person was. It would, be, would have been hard. That's part of your life journey to work with those energies. So it, it really shifted some of the stories, gave, gave, gave a new level of empowerment to people and their stories. They could take some of it, of the story they'd had as a victim from something external and claim the pattern that they were working with within themselves, if that makes sense. Oh, that makes sense. And, you know, you brought up some really interesting points because I didn't even think about it like way back, like way back like in the early stages of when human design was founded. I don't even know the right way. Like in, you know, 1987 when uh, Raul, who like, like got the divine download for it and, and like the technology wasn't, quite there um and that like I would want to know like okay how how do you hand calculate this like that's been a question that I've had in my mind a few times that I haven't you know actually done the investigating to find the answer out to that but um a lot of uh, people share like how there's like some gate kept secrets within human design and I can't even imagine uh, you know, like even like 10 years ago, how, how that, how it was back then. Cause it, I feel like now it's like, everybody's talking about it. Everybody's sharing it. Everybody's uh, like teaching it and, and including me, <laughs> I include myself in here. Like I teach what I have learned uh, like so far in it, but um, it, like, I guess like, you know, the, the question is like, there's these people who they really want to learn more and discover more. And um, what have you noticed about the like accessibility of human design uh, as as we've like moved through time, like in the t- from the time from when you started studying it to like now? Does that make sense? I kind of was yeah. rambling a bit. <laughs> no, no. I think I mean I think it's I think it's like wildfire now. It's totally become accessible. Um, and the thing you kind of pointed something out at the very beginning, I want to swing back to like, there's different streams of human design. It's kind of like in Christianity, there's different churches, you know, there's different streams and different takes and different understandings because it comes through different people. We all have access to the information. We all have our, we have access, it belongs to everyone. It came through raw and it belongs to everyone. And you'll see different people have taken it and, and connected with it in different ways. Richard Rudd connected, had his own awakening. Carrie, Carrie Parker, who worked with Ra, you know, had, has her own, her own sacral response to what is, what is a yes and created the quantum language that shifts the frequency or understanding of it. So different, different people have different ways of looking at it and experiencing it and understanding it. And I think depending on who you are, you're called to one of the, those different streams. I don't think there's a right or a wrong. They're just, there's a lot of variation now that's also available along with accessibility. Yes, that's definitely true. And a lot of, a lot of people, at least the people that I've connected with, um, there's this almost the infusion with the like Gene Keys perspective and the human design uh, and the human design um, perspective or stream. I like that word, like stream. And 
it's something that, you know, I've been sitting with uh, as guidance for like reflectors, uh, you know, in, in human design a lot. I get this a lot when uh, reflectors first hear about their type and they're, they're just like, oh, I can't do anything. And I'm like, I'm here to struggle and I'm, you know, I'm so unique and I don't know how to handle my energy and like just a lot of, a lot of like pain and a lot of struggle um, that I, I see like when, when there's been like reflectors coming into my space and asking questions and what I really love about, and I'm like digressing into Gene Keys now, but what I love about the Gene Keys is that it's not this like, it doesn't go into the human design types. It's really all about the, um, it's really all about like the I Ching and the like 64 lines. And it it's separate from, from the types. It's like, it doesn't matter whether you're a generator, manifesting generator, projector, reflector, manifester. It, it's all about like what's going on within like the gates and like this, and this really beautiful, it's, it's like a journey that you move through. Um, and I, I love, I, I'm in the place where I'm like contemplating that in my life right now. Um, but, and I always direct, I direct people to like Richard Redsworth, like, just go here. He's like, it's, it's beautiful. Um, is, and like, how, what has it been your, like, how have you like looked into the gene keys? I know you mentioned him in the beginning, um, but like how what has been your experience I, I have I have I don't um I I love how he frames it I love what he does I love the depth that he goes to it's not what I teach it's not where I work from I whoops I um I come from a different a different stream like I I feel so celebratory of anyone's chart who comes to me I love when reflectors come to me. I love to celebrate who they are and support their strengths and their capacities and their challenges and their struggles. I love working with projectors and letting them know and reflecting a lot because I was a psychotherapist. A lot of my work is like reflecting back who they, who people are, what their experiences, being in inquiry, being in curiosity. And the, the experience I feel with human design is people feel, I know, I know you said like half the people you've, you experience don't say, oh, this is, doesn't make sense. My experience is people are like, oh my God, thank you so much. I feel so seen. I feel so, uh, I feel like I, I knew this, but having it reflected, having it spoken, like it transforms their sense of self and the the feeling of being wrong or bad gets transformed and seen and celebrated. So I, I really see the human design chart as a, a celebration of who we are and an honoring of the conflicts that we are dharmically here to work with. And, you know, I've, well, of course, I've, you've got the 28 in your Pluto. I've got the 28 in my spiritual, in Neptune, my spiritual path. So I embrace the, the struggles and, and use the chart as a jumping off point to honor our struggles and work with work with those struggles so i'm i'm good i feel like the human design chart takes me to the bone with people to the bone and to the heart and to the the guts with people um so i'm i'm good with that 
Oh, okay. I, you know, I was just, I was just curious because, um, it, and it may have been just the space that I was in and hearing like these comments from reflectors, uh, cause I'm just involved with so many communities and it was, it was just interesting. And I do agree with you that like, you know, the human design chart, like anyone's chart is something to be celebrated. Like there's nothing inherently wrong with anyone. I think I, you know, it was just, um, I think the people like, you know, making those comments, it's coming from like a non-self place, like this place of, I'm not good enough who, who I am, or my, my design isn't good enough in like this, um, which I definitely like see as a problem, like, you know, like anyone who looks at who they are and thinks that they're not good enough, like I want to help them come back to this feeling of no, I am like amazing who I am, like I'm meant to be who I am. Well, that's the, tr that's the truth, right? It's, it's that, that is just the truth. That's the bottom line truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I like, I, I mean, <laughs> I'm probably expressing this wrong. Sometimes I use the wrong words, but it, it, like, yes, we are all good enough. Like we don't need to do anything to be good enough. We are good enough. We are worthy just for who we are and who we're being. And sometimes we sometimes we don't feel that way because maybe somebody else has told us that we're not good enough and what i love about the work that i do and um like on myself is just really coming back to who i am and stepping into that worthiness without needing to like do anything extra um so what I appreciate about you as I'm hearing you talk and as I'm looking at your chart is this kind of dynamic tension you're in between that individual self and the tribal self and working with, I don't know, I just see you as a, a leader um, supporting the individual within the tribe. Yeah, I I definitely... Yeah, that's definitely like a dynamic that I do work around in. And uh, I shared this in a different interview I did earlier. Like, I, you know, with me, I have like a really big heart and I really have a really big heart for other people. And it's just the dynamic of keeping my individuality while also so like doing what I love and like helping other people. It's like that like that tug and that balance and I'm still figuring out things and I'm uh like compared to like a lot of you guys like I'm a I'm a little human design baby like I've been in my I've been in my um human design experiment for a little over two years now um and like there's still so much more for me to learn and for me to dive dive deep into um and I I love having you guys on and like sharing, sharing all your wisdom and uh, that wisdom that comes with, comes with time and comes with contemplation and, and especially you like with your, with your six, six line in your profile. Um, that's like, that's, I, I love like any six lines that I encounter because there's just so much goodness in what you have to share. And I, I appreciate everything. Um, 
Yeah, I'm trying to think of, oh, um, I'm obsessed with books. Like, I, I know we, we've talked about that before, and you've written, you've written a few books. Um, what, what is it like, um, like, write, like writing a book and like, how has that, um, how has that helped your, your business and like really being in your design like this, like, Right, like writing a book process because I've I've never written a book. I just read a ton of them. So, yeah, well, not easy for me. Um, I mean, I always knew I was going to write a book since I was a little girl. That was my dream to be a writer. But open head, open ajna, open throat, open g. I mean, what am I going to write about? You know, <laughs> just like blowing in the wind here. Who knows? So for me, it was really a, a surrender process, an opening and letting spirit speak through me. So as, and often this is what I feel about speaking anyway, I don't know what I'm going to, I hear what I'm saying as I speak it. So really um, letting that come through me in terms of what people, in response, right? That sacral response, what did people need? I saw people struggling trying to understand human design. I wanted to make it as clear and usable. I, I wanted to be functional for people. So that was the spirit from which I wrote. Um, and I write, I'm working on my third book right now. Uh, so oh, amazing. So yeah, it's been a journey. The writing is, it's been challenging. And again, I have, I have gate 28 struggle in, in my conscious and unconscious Neptune. So that's my spiritual path. And the question is, you know, what's the good struggle? Am I taking on struggles that aren't supportive or can I struggle with things? And for me, it's like that, that chrysalis, that kind of cr the caterpillar becoming the butterfly, like really letting myself have that good struggle in relationship to the world and really the commitment to getting this information out in a way that, you know, coaches and I just, I hate to see people like not treated in the respect of their design. So whether they're therapists working with clients or coaches working with um, clients, you know, it makes a difference if you know who you are and you know who the person is. So that's been my intent to bring more awareness, turn on the light of awareness through, through the template of human design. Uh, that's, that's the, that's the mission. Yeah. Oh, I, yes, I love that. And as somebody who, uh, like I work, I've been working in libraries since 2009. Uh, I don't, at least in the current library work at, like there's no human design books. And I would love to see, you know, more human design books on the shelves. Like we have astrology books, we have like numerology and like some of these other systems, but um, I'd love to, This that's like a part of the impact that I can make is like, okay, I can bring some human design books into this more like public space so that people can really truly like understand it. Cause then in, in my, um, in my opinion, you know, I just think human design speak at least from what I noticed, like it speaks to more people than uh, just general astrology. Um, 
I, like I never fully related to my uh, my sun sign in astrology. I was like, okay, all right, cool. I'm a Sagittarius, like, um, but I don't travel, um, so I don't. I don't know. I like I it never like fully connected, but like. And even in the beginning, like I share, like, okay, my, I didn't fully relate to my human design, but the more that, like, I look into my human design, like, beyond, beyond my type, like, I relate to it on such a deep level, and more people that I talk to relate to their human design than, like, relate to their, like, the general information about astrology, and this might, this is probably just my opinion, and, you know, things that I've observed, but, um, like I, I appreciate like anybody who keeps on writing these books and keeps on uh, making them accessible because I know um, at least one of your books it's it's free that you can get from your website the uh, understanding your clients through human design and anything that you can give and make accessible like I, I'm a huge like huge uh, advocate for for that just to bring this information to more people because it's so helpful and it can it can literally like change the world in my opinion i think we're on the same page there and i think when you look at an astrology chart you know again you it's how do you wrap your mind around it if you look at a human design chart like i'm looking at your chart all defined except for that open root you just look at that openness and you get a visual you get a hit Right? You, there's a hit from the visual. Someone has an open head and they're trying to grasp onto ideas or thoughts and they look at that visual. It's like, oh, that makes sense. Right? The visual does, there's something in the transmission of the visual body graph chart that I think is so powerful. Yes. And, you know, I still. I still am confused when I look at like a, you know, an astrology birth chart because it's, uh, there's just a bunch of lines and these, these weird, these weird symbols and they don't even, they're not even the same as like, if they were like maybe a little bit similar to the human design symbols, I would understand some of them a little bit more, but it's like, I have to like, Google something, do like a Google image search to be like, okay, what, what sign is this? Oh, okay. This is this sign. And what does that mean again? And, um, and, and there's people who are really into astrology. And when I've, when I've, um, take, like learned some things from like various courses or, um, I have a friend who's really into astrology and she, she sends stuff to me like, okay, this is based on your chart. And like, the little nitty gritty details, I go, oh, okay, I see that. I see those connections, but it's not the, it's not like human design, like, yes, like what you said, you can look at, you can look at my chart, you can see, okay, undefined root, like this is, this is probably something she's experiencing or, you know, it's, it's very visually appealing and it's, um, you can gain so much insight just from looking at it versus like, maybe some other things, you kind of have to dig a little bit deeper in order to gain those insights. Exactly. Um, yeah. Exactly. Which, yeah, which is not a bad thing, but it's just, it, it is what it is. And there's a reason why we love human design and we do, <laughs> we do this work. Um, what is, 
I usually like ask this question um, to people is um, for somebody who is newer to human design, like just to like have just run their chart and they're like, okay, what do I do next? Where, where do I go from here? What is some advice that you have for that like new person who's looking into their human design? What, well, my advice is to read, read about their type in my book. Uh, that, that that will, yeah, that that will give them a, a first ground of like what kind of questions they should be asked, um, what some of the challenges are, what some of the strengths are around their type, just to ground first in the type. Um, it's, it's like you've said in your podcast before, it's the first blush, it's the first overarching kind of picture. It's not all the, the um, it's not the refinement. But it's the beginning, it's the beginning place to see. And always, it's an inquiry, always, does this fit for me? It's never, oh, this is who I am. It's like curiosity about how might this be true? Does this make sense to me? Um, do I do better with yes, no questions? Do I do better with open-ended questions? Right? It's an inquiry to understand yourself better. So that's my first my first thing is look at that book. It's simple, it's clear, and uh, will give you the beginning taste of understanding your chart. Yes, and that's, I, I love that advice because sometimes it's uh, something that I see in my work as a, as a librarian. When people have a question, the first thing that they do is like Google. And Google is not always the best um, solution because there can there's so much info. It can be like an information overload. So just to have a place to go to where you can get like information that's quality information and um, from somebody who like knows what they're talking about. Because like any anybody can make a website. Anybody can put something out on the internet. So just having a place to go and, um, and we'll have all the links for you guys. So you're like, okay, well, what book is Robin talking about? Like, don't worry, we got you guys covered. Um, but just to have a place to go to and, and then you, um, you have like, you like teach human design also. Um, can you share some of the um, some of the things like if people are like, okay, I want to like learn and like study human design, like how can they do that with you? Yeah. Uh, before I say that, I just want to acknowledge what you just said that human design has so many rabbit holes you can go down and it's can be very compelling and very interesting. And you can get caught in the left brain of understanding human design merely from a, a, a detached left brain place with all its complexities and you can easily get overwhelmed. So my, my advice is really to, to take your time and, and get a lived sense of your chart and trust that all the information will come as you need it. Uh, so that said, I teach, um, there are a lot of people, you're, you teach human design. There's a lot of people who um, have human design programs out there. Again, I think each person has to follow their own design and their own inclination to see who, just like picking a therapist, who's the right fit for you. I do an intensive, kind of like a, a language intensive, because I see human design as a language that we 
we learn and once we learn the language then we can speak it and go deeper with it and we can read novels and you know we can go deeper with it but you have to have the fundamentals um, so I do a, an intensive uh, application human design course um, that you I think I gave you the link to that too, Amy. If not, I can give that to you if you want to apply for that. It's a small, intimate, uh, intensive training. And so, the, like this intensive training, it's for people who have like a basic knowledge of human design. And this is more of like a, a, an intimate deep dive into it. You You know, actually, sometimes the people who don't have any have very little information on human design sometimes you know do better even than the people who have information because they have all these different pieces uh, but no so it's it's I, I take people who have information and who don't have information sometimes people have pieces and they need them woven together because really again it's a language when you get all the pieces then you can speak the language you can read the chart you can look at a chart and know immediately what's going on so it's really, if somebody has a deep desire to dive in and go deep, I do well with people who have the 48 and the 57, you know, people who have a, a, a deep desire to really immerse themselves in a, it's a, a left brain, right brain and transmission. It's a embodied training. It's not merely the left brain download of, of the human design. It's really, um, you come away with a deep understanding of your chart and how to connect with at a transmission level somebody else's chart oh i love that like when you were describing it was like that just sounds so juicy <laughs> like it just sounded it, and you know i've been i've been studying i've gone through like a couple different like certification programs with human design and then this is like ooh, even like i love learning from different people because it's like I get I get like different perspectives of it because that like with my with my defined action I feel like sometimes I can get like stuck in seeing things only like one way and it's just like a net like a natural path for me so sometimes with things I was like okay how is this person saying it and how is like this person saying it and I really like to get those different perspectives I I have no idea if that is something that is natural in my chart but it's it's just something that I've experienced so um I love I love that I love how you describe like that intensive of what you do and it's it's really beautiful so um well and you've got that 43 right so yeah so you you want to see everything from all the different angles you, you, and that 24 is continually let's upgrade this let's upgrade this let me see if I can upgrade this even more right yeah. So you're, I mean, it's, you're all about that. Not, I mean, it's like, you've got the nine and the four in Mercury. <laughs> you're all about that figuring things out and fo what are you focusing on? How can we hone the focus? How can we go into this in a, in a new perspective? Yes. Yeah. That's, that's just totally, you know, I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> some more, some more like human design learning. And like, I'm, I'm never going to be done with human design because there's just so there's so much. I, I don't really see myself getting bored with it. Um, but 
Is there, I know we talked about your intensive, but is there any other way um, where um, besides your free book and the intensive like that people can um, work with you? Uh, I do a limited number of uh, human design coaching sessions. It's not, uh, my, my focus really is on training people to be literate in human design and using it in a lived way. But I do have a few, I do leave a few slots open for people who want to experience a human design session through my, through my lens, right? Beautiful. I love that. And, uh, and we'll have all of the links (laughs) for you guys to get connected um, with Robin in the show notes for you guys like I I know I'm blown away with just the things that we talked about and the wisdom shared and I just want to thank you so much Robin for uh for being on the podcast today well Amy you know you're doing such a huge service here because because you're bringing this heart motor behind human design and it's uh it's really a gift what you're doing you're you're flaming the fire of this movement that is I think going to become, you know, commonplace very, very soon. So thank you for your, your beautiful contribution and your huge heart. I really appreciate being on your show. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Want to dive even deeper? I invite you to get your human design manifestation blueprint. In this blueprint, you will receive a personalized breakdown of your human design chart and how to use it to manifest your dream life. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. As a special thank you, you can send your screenshot of the review to theamymay at gmail.com and my team will send you a little gift. All the details are in the show notes. I invite you to tag me on Instagram at embodyyourdesignxo with your favorite part of this episode. Thank you again for listening and see you in the next episode.